Now I'm on. There we go. Sorry about that, all you people who are watching me talk and not hearing. You missed the most important part. Should have been here. So, <laughs> so Jonah, we're talking about Jonah, and, and Jonah has a call from God, and God says to him, go to Nineveh. And Jonah says, not go, and I'm going the opposite way. Jonah hates Nineveh. Jonah detests Nineveh and, I forget what empire, Persian? No, it's not the meaning of Persian. Um, but anyhow, he hates that empire because they're butchers. They, they would raid the territories, they would raid the boundaries, and they would kill the, you know, the people, they would kill the inhabitants, take, their, take them as slaves, and take everything they possessed, and then go back to their cities and to their fortresses. And Jonah probably had firsthand experience, maybe relatives or friends that were in those border communities, and these Ninevites had captured and killed maybe his family. But for whatever reason, Jonah is not going to allow God to use him to give to them his mercy. <laughs> so Jonah really hates these people. Now, we know that uh, Jonah, he has an intent. His intent is, I'm not going to do what God wants because I do not want those people to have any little inkling of a merciful God and forgiveness. They deserve punishment. All right? So he went to the city of Joppa, where he found a ship that was going to the city of Tarshish. And Tarshish is a city on, uh, on the southern part of Spain. And so Nineveh, if you're standing and looking at the map of, of Israel... Uh, Nineveh is to the right, Tarsus is to the left, okay? There's, there's just a totally different direction. And uh, Jonah is not going to Nineveh, he's going to Tarsus. And so he gets on the ship and he says, Jonah paid for the trip and went aboard, planning to go to Tarsus to run away from the Lord. <laughs> All right? He has a call from God and he says, no thanks. I don't want you forgiven those people. So, so the Lord sent a great wind. He gets on the ship and he's out to sea. And, you know, um, I said the Lord sent a great wind and made it the, seams, the sea stormy. And the ship was in danger of breaking apart. And so the sailors, they throw everything overboard trying to lighten the ship. And they cast lots. Whose fault is this? Well, they come to the conclusion, and by the casting of lots and the short straw came to Jonah. And Jonah, <laughs> you're the guy that is the reason for this. And, uh, but Jonah had gone down. They couldn't find Jonah because he had gone down to the under deck and he fell asleep. <laughs> so he's, he's, he's kind of at peace with his decision to run away from God. And, but he's down in the bottom part of the ship. He's sleeping. And the captain of the ship came and said, why are you sleeping? Get up and pray to your God. You know, they had all these different gods, these people, these sailors and stuff. Well, they wanted him to pray to his God because maybe his God would stop all this from happening. Then the men said to each other, uh, let's do the lots. And the lots came up for Jonah. And when they uh, threw the lots, they showed the trouble had become because of Jonah. And they said to him, tell us, who caused our trouble? Okay. 
What is your job? Where do you come from? What is your country? Who are your people? Now, what's the back door of this? If we are doing the will of God, we desire to do the will of God. We desire to have God's will manifest in our life. People will ask us, where are you from? Why? Because they see blessing. Now, we're, you know, we are more apt to believe in God's judgment than we are to receive God's blessing. You know, we could see ourselves being thrown overboard and swallowed by a fish, <laughs> but we couldn't see ourselves blessed. It's hard for us to see ourselves blessed. Hard to see ourselves as highly favored. It's hard for us to see where God is going to open the windows of heaven and pour upon us blessings that we can't contain. Why? Well, we're not worthy. Well, of course you're not worthy. <laughs> Who is? You see, by God's grace we are saved, and God has promised if you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, you can pray and believe, and God will answer your prayer. Okay? Now, we can see how that God is, here is a man running away from God, and God is not letting him get, out of, get away from it that easily. Here we are trying to serve God, and we are putting up the, the barriers, and uh, don't open that window, there's too many blessings up there. <laughs> don't let God do that, because, and you, but you see, God wants to bless this person, more than we could ever ask or think. Now, there's a picture on the surface of your piece of the puzzle, but underneath that piece of puzzle, there's a substance there that holds it together. And you see, Jesus is the rock. In his presence, I am undone. That we have this foundation that holds everything together no matter what happens. So what I want us to understand is that we are very, very important. Your piece is the most important piece of the puzzle. For without your piece, something is missing. Amen. Thank you very much. <laughs> you are the most important piece of the puzzle. Do you ever notice sometimes when people put, I don't put puzzles together because they drive me nuts. But <laughs> there are some people who like to take one piece of the puzzle and put it in their pocket. And do you know what they do? They want to put the last piece of the puzzle together. Yeah, Anybody know people like that? Yeah. There is, oh my goodness, there's a piece puzzle, there's a puzzle of the piece missing. Oh, I found it. <laughs> I'll put it in for us. So, so we see whenever we're blessed, just like when people are, okay, we're cursed, okay, what is it you didn't do? Where's the sin at? Where's the problem at? You didn't do this, you didn't do that. And we, we go through this whole routine of how people are blessed, or excuse me, how people are, I don't, cursed, how people are bringing all this God's judgment. You see, if you're running away from God, okay, but we're not running away from God. We're running towards God. 
Why? Because you're here. Now, if you're on a team, play basketball, football, run. You know, you run an individual sport, but it's still part of a team. You play games, you play sports, you're part of a team. And you know what? You're a piece of the puzzle on the team. If you don't show up, there's a piece missing. If you don't do your part, something's not going to work because everybody has to be part of it. There's not a team player. You see, we're learning to play as a team is learning how to... What do you do with pieces? You put them together, right? What's that called? Connecting. You see, if we would isolate our piece of the puzzle, we would be like the guy who has so much that he wants to tear down his barns and build bigger barns to store everything that he can on his piece of the puzzle on his piece of land, on his, he builds fences around his land, he builds fences around his barns, and he builds bigger barns to keep everything and bigger fences to keep people out. And you see, Jesus calls him a fool. <laughs> calls him a fool. But God divides the gifts of the Holy Spirit severally as he wills. For what reason? For the body, (laughs) for everyone, for how that we connect to the pieces around us. Hmm. Well, so we're going to throw lots, and we found out that it's Jonah, and Jonah says, I'm a Hebrew. Okay, let's 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 designate why that uh, I've brought you all into this peril. I'm a Hebrew, and uh, I fear the Lord, the God of heaven, who made the sea and the land. Jonah's correct. I serve the God who created the heavens and the earth. I serve a God who creates the heavens and the earth. I'm a very important piece, because people want to know why you're blessed but there's not much to my blessing. Why? Because we're not connected yet. We need to be connected in order to be blessed and to bless others. So anyhow, what makes you so blessed? Well, I serve the God of the heavens and the earth. Well, if I have served the God who of the heavens and the earth, (laughs) um, if I serve the God's the God of heaven and earth, who creates all things, his spirit has breath, breathed life into us and made us a living soul, that he has made promises unto me that no man can make and no man can keep, and these promises he has poured into my life, then we are going to be set apart as being very special because we have talents and abilities that are untapped. We as Christians should be, should be the most creative people on the planet because the Holy Spirit that created the heavens and the earth, no two blades of grass are the same, no two snowflakes are the same, no two leaves are the same. He can give us insight, word of wisdom, word of knowledge. He can give us facts. He can give us ability. He can, you know, David, whenever he killed Goliath, and that wasn't just a lucky shot. 
He was, he was a boy who spent time out in watching the sheep, and I, he had nothing to do when you're watching sheep but throw rocks. <laughs> you know? And so he became very proficient with his slingshot. So killing Goliath wasn't a freak thing. It was a planned maneuver because David had practiced and practiced and practiced and practiced. And so when it came time to face his giant, he knew it was just a cinch. You just got to hit the kid and hit the guy in the right spot and it's all over. <laughs> and he just picked up five stones. Why? Jo- Jonah. <laughs> Goliath had four brothers. <laughs> so he was going to take on the whole family if need be, but he had five stones. It wasn't because he was unsure of himself. He knew that he could take the giant and anybody else that came after him. You see, facing our giants, facing our difficulties is part of who we are. It's our DNA. It's who we are. God God has made us for this opportunity. God has prepared us internally. He's prepared us spiritually. He's prepared us for this conflict. For this difficulty. Well, we would think that the conflict comes from the devil. No, it doesn't. I'm not running from God. And even if I were running from God, the conflict that I would encounter would be by, maybe it's at the hand of God in order to get me back on the right course. So, so since the wind and the waves and the sea were becoming more, much more stronger, they said to him, what should we do to you to make the sea calm down? The guys on the ship didn't make the choice Jonah did. And do you want to know why Jonah made the choice to be thrown overboard? Let me tell you why. Jonah chapter 4 says, uh, after, you know, he gets thrown overboard and the whale comes and swallows him and puts him back on dry ground and he goes to Nineveh. And Nineveh repents. This is Jonah's dialogue with God. But this made Jonah very unhappy. What made Jonah unhappy? Nineveh repented. Jonah hates Nineveh. No grace, no mercy for them. He hates them. He became angry and he prayed to the Lord. When I was still in my own country, this is what I said would happen. And this is why I quickly ran to Tarshish. I didn't want this to happen, (laughs) okay? I knew that you are a God who is kind and gracious and shows mercy and compassion. You don't become angry quickly, and you have great love. And I knew you would choose to, to cause no harm to Nineveh, so now I ask, Lord, kill me. I want you to kill me. Take my life. It is better for me to die than to live with the idea that you saved Nineveh through me. Jonah hates Nineveh. (laughs) Okay? All right. Now, so when the guys ask him, Jonah, what should we do? Jonah says, throw me overboard. That way I know for sure I can never go back to Nineveh. I am going to run away from God so far 
he can never get me to Nineveh. He don't like them. So they throw him overboard. And I imagine that Jonah's just waiting around to die. <laughs> Drowned. But you know, he has a surprise. A fish. A great fish. A prepared fish. We call it a whale. But it's a great fish. Comes, swallows him up, and he's inside the fish. Now, we would think, sometimes we think, well, Jonah's just a fish tail. <laughs> it's a tail of a whale. A whale of a tail. But Jesus says, as Jonah was three nights and three days in the belly of the fish, so I will be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. Jesus legitimatizes Jonah's experience in the whale. Now, I don't know if you've ever been digested. <laughs> you know, you ever, you know, I don't know if you ever think of it, you know, you have a snake, you know, bites things and swallows them and these things swallow things whole and they go inside these animals and they are digested. Right? They're digested, alive, till they die. Jonah's inside the whale being digested. <laughs> okay? The, the acid, you ever have acid indigestion? It burns? Have you swallowed a Jonah? <laughs> no. <laughs> So Jonah's in there being digested. He's in there with a krill, you know. That's what whales eat. And seaweed and whatever, he's in there. And it talks about how that, you know, he goes down to the depths of the mountains. You know, they don't, they, the submarines that they create have to be able to withstand the pressure on the hull of the ship to go deep into the ocean Jonah is in the belly of the whale going deep into the ocean and he feels the pressure of the deep. And he's being digested by whale. And I'm sure his ears are popping. <laughs> and he's trying to grasp some bit of breath. And he's half dying the whole time he's there. And he has a statement that kind of helps us. He says that... Um, I, I will see and look for God in his holy temple. Meaning he believes that God is going to rescue him from this fish. Then he's, God speaks to the fish and the fish vomits him out on dry ground and he goes to Nineveh. What do you think a guy looks like after three days of being in the digestive juices of a, a whale? You know, then going through the hot desert for a couple hundred miles to get to Nineveh. I imagine he is quite a sight. And he goes to that city and he begins to proclaim the message and everybody listens. And Jonah is so disappointed that he's not going to see these people die. <laughs> now, got five minutes to close this. So, there's your piece of the puzzle. Got you? Hold on to you. Get your piece of the puzzle. Study it. Look at it. Now, what's missing from your puzzle? <laughs> the next piece. You're not connected. You see, Jonah didn't want to connect with Nineveh because he didn't want God's grace 
to touch them. In our life, our life, God's grace and mercy is upon us. And the reason that he has given us his grace and his mercy is that we can connect to others. Now, what is it we were supposed to remember from Sunday school? Non-negotiable. You would think, and I know we have free will. I know that we can choose not to do things. But I also want us to be aware, when God declares something, it's going to happen. And Jonah, you're going to Nineveh. Well, I don't want to go to Nineveh. Okay, have it your way. Let's go fishing, and you're the bait. Let's go spend three days and three nights in the belly of a whale and see if you change your mind. (laughs) Will circumstances that come into our life help us to learn how to be connected? So, if you have puzzle piece two, come to this table. If you have puzzle piece five, come to this table. Let's come on down. And don't put it, put it together, put the puzzle together, but upside down. Don't look at the picture. We, look at your picture. Come on around. Look at your picture. Know what it is, because you're going to take that piece home. Sure. Okay, let's get it together here. I put it on the table. Come on, get up there. Get in there. Crowd around. Get your puzzle going. Come on, Bob. Get moving. Let's get going here. We think you are. You want to be fish bait? (laughs) Move around the table. Move on over. Move on over. Move on over a little bit. Move on over. Get your piece. Put it in there. Pieces are in. Get your pieces in. Put your pieces together. Did you get your piece on? Okay, stick, stick close. Get your piece in there. Come on now. This, this is a five-year-old can do this. I mean, five-year-olds can do this. Come on now. How hard is this? Yeah, somebody's holding out. <laughs> Who, who's holding out? If you put, you know, put your puzzles there, put your pieces in there. Okay, come on, any more pieces? Come on, Bob, put your piece up there. There we go, here's a couple more pieces. Okay, you got your piece done, puzzle done? Okay, turn it over. Oh, you did turn it over. Ah. Just now, just now. Uh, okay. Okay, you got your piece, see your piece of the puzzle? I think they have a little bit bigger of a puzzle than we do. Yeah, they do. We won't tell them that till later. Okay. All right, turn it over. All right. Now, okay, you ready for this? You're connected. 
in, your, in our life, we often don't understand what, what purpose we have. We don't understand sometimes what picture we are completing. But that doesn't matter. Whenever we learn to be connected, we find our place. We find our place whenever we're connected. And the reason God blesses us is so that we can be connected to others. If we think that we're going to be blessed by God and remain separate, it's not going to work. But as we learn to be connected, and how do we become connected? Well, smile. Call somebody. You never let, this is my assignment, do not let a day go by without somehow connecting with someone. Saying hello, calling them up, giving a compliment. Connect to people, and you will find that what your blessings that you have end up becoming blessings that go to others. And you find that you will make a more complete picture than just an isolated piece. We are part of the body of Christ. What part of the body of Christ is more important than the other? We're all the same size. We're all the same piece. And to everyone is given a measure of faith. We all start out the same. Now, how do we connect? And it's in our connections that we find how our life continues to develop. So we're here not to please the picture, we're here to please the God who gave us the inspiration to be able to do this. We see what happened with Jonah, he's trying to run away from God and God says, let's see how far you get. Well now, here we are, we're trying to please and serve God and God is saying, let's see how much I can bless you. So the difficulties that come into our life are not about us running away, it's about God helping us fulfill the plan of connection that we have with him and with others. Make sense? Amen. So see how you're connected? <laughs> Take your peace home with you. Yeah. And write on the back of it the scriptures that God gives to you about being connected and about divine provision. Okay, get your peace again. Uh-oh, you lost your peace. So everybody make sure you have a piece, piece of the puzzle. You remember which one you were? They all look alike now, huh? <laughs> Always remember, yours had a number on the back. So did I. Yeah, I know, they all have numbers. <laughs> yeah. Okay, while we're here, we'll close, we'll close in prayer. You ready? All right. All right, now I have your attention. Join hands. Join hands with someone. Give them a piece. Yeah, give them a piece. Hold a hand. Why? Because you're connected. You're connected. And we find that as we're connected, we find purpose. Without connection, we're just an isolated piece. But when we're connected, we have a way of allowing God to flow through us. And, and, and the people who have hurt us the most are not to prevent us from being connected to others. Nineveh was a place that had hurt Jonah so much, he would run away from God and rather die. So those people hurt him greatly. 
But God didn't allow that hurt to keep him from being a guy that we now read about. Even in his running from God, Jesus used it as an illustration that I'm going to be like Jonah. I will not allow the sins of the world to keep me from loving my people. (laughs) You see? God, we thank you that your love flows through us. And God, we have a piece of the puzzle. We are part of the body of Christ. And God, we know that you will anoint us, you will bless us, you will cause spiritual windows of heaven to open up and and pour upon us grace and mercy that is greater than we can ever imagine. You have things prepared for us that haven't even entered into our hearts or mind. And Lord, we thank you. We are following after you. And we know, Lord, that you will bless and you will guide and people will say, who do they belong to? What country are they from? Because they seem so blessed by God. Amen? Amen. That's you. (laughs) You're connected.